amplifying the message of emerging young community and global leaders. Brought to you by the Forest Girls Foundation, this is Up Next. Hi everyone, this is Echo Jiang. I'm the host of the new podcast you're listening now. It is called Up Next. I'll be having conversations with amazing young women who have participated in Forest Girls Foundation programs and uh, their stories, their inspirations, and their projects they are working on. So today, I am very happy to welcome Janani. Uh, she is a formal participant of a New Reality Tech Summit for Girls in 2018 and 2019. And actually, uh, in 2019, she started her own uh, initiative. It is called Girls Play Global. So welcome, Janani. And uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Janani? Yeah, of course. First off, thank you so much for um, having me on this podcast. I'm super excited to be sharing my experiences as well as um, stuff about my project. Um, so a little bit about me is I'm a junior in high school and I'm also a passionate social justice advocate. So I advocate for various issues, including gender inequality, climate change, um, animal rights, as well as other issues. And I'm also an international speaker, as well as the founder of a nonprofit initiative, Girls Play Global, as Echo mentioned before. Um, and we basically work to empower girls in rural parts of India using soccer. Yeah, wow, that sounds really exciting. You're an advocate of so many important issues that needs to be addressed in the modern world. Um, so sounds like you're working on different projects. And I just want to know a little bit about you. So I have an interesting question. So um, let's say you are a new addition to the crayon box. What color would you be and why? Yeah, so um, I'm sure a lot of you guys have probably heard of the color sky blue. So similar to that, I feel like I would be plant green. Um, so I'm a huge nature lover and I love that's like anything. I just love being outdoors and plants in general. So I feel like I would be plant green. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. So you, you said before that you also do advocacy for uh, animal rights and also climate change. Um, can you tell me how you like began uh, getting like interested in doing advocacy? Was that somebody introduced that to you or you just, you know, um, found some information online that started your journey? Yeah, sure. So personally, my entire journey in just activism in general started um, sometime around the transition from middle school to high school. So I actually have a little bit of an interesting story, but I was born and raised in New Jersey, and then I moved to India for middle school. And that's sort of when my passion for social justice issues sort of um, like came up within me um, because I was able to interact with people from rural parts of India, um, specifically girls. And um, a lot of these girls um, live or they come from agriculture backgrounds. So their families and them as individuals were directly impacted by the effects of climate change. And that's sort of when I really started to take notice of how um, climate change has already impacted so many communities directly and um, very harshly. And we, as um, 
living in a privileged community, I haven't really been able to see those effects impact me directly as well. So this is where I sort of started to think about these issues, specifically gender equality and climate change. And I knew that um, I had to advocate for um, my uh, friends and just uh, girls living in these communities as well. And sort of when I moved back to New Jersey for high school, um, I, this is when I realized that I had to do, had to do something for um, communities back in India. And I started this um, organization, Girls Play Global. And we don't just focus on gender equality, but we also focus on educating these girls um, using soccer about global issues. Um, such as climate change. And as I sort of started to do more research about these issues, I realized how um, they've already taken a toll on so many lives. And even though we don't see it directly in front of us, it is happening every day. And although uh, we haven't, we as like privileged um, communities, we haven't seen the impacts of it yet. They definitely are happening and these issues do exist. And as I researched more into climate change specifically, I understood that animal agriculture has a huge impact on um, carbon emissions, and it is actually one of the leading causes of climate change. So that sort of shifted me to towards animal rights as well. And I understood how um, animals in a lot of Western countries are living in extremely harsh conditions. And I wanted to advocate for that as well. And I think this just goes to show that um, anyone can advocate for as many issues and speak up against several issues at the same time. Because I think a lot of people assume that you can only be passionate about one thing and you can only fight and speak up for one issue. But um, I feel like there's a lot of intersections between various issues and you can speak up about these things simultaneously. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's really inspiring. I really like your statement saying that, you know, um, one can advocate for a lot of different issues. And I do agree with you. I think a lot of global issues are correlated and um, there are a lot of intersection in it. So um, thank you very much for sharing. I just find it really interesting that you pointed out that you are using soccer, your organization's using soccer um, uh, to educate girls on global goals. I'm wondering how you do that. Can you tell me more? Yeah, so our organization basically started out by just focusing on providing more opportunities for uh, girls in rural communities of India to have access to uh, a safe and equal playing field. And we are just focusing on soccer because that's a sport that's typically considered to be a boys sport in India, and as well as several other developing countries. And so sports actually has tremendous like potential to create change in a person's life. And we feel like that can be used as a unique tool to educate people as well. So when these girls come together to play soccer, um, they're not only um, playing soccer and developing self-confidence and physical fitness, but they're also sort of required to educate each other about what they've done in their community to address global issues like climate change. And we were sort of able to display that in a prominent way through our uh, tournament that we conducted in December called Kicks for Climate Action. And we actually, this is the first ever of its kind um, that was ever conducted in India, where we basically conducted a all-girls soccer tournament 
and the theme of it was climate action. So we had over 100 girls from the Coimbatore region um, come together to play soccer, and they also presented their projects and ideas for how to address climate change as well as other issues within their community. So that's how we're sort of combining these two issues, along with um, also educating them about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, because um, those goals sort of cover almost all aspects of um, various issues. And by just educating them about these sustainable development goals, we're covering um, all of these global issues. Mm, yeah, and I think it's a, such a good innovation that you are using uh, soccer, the sport, as a medium to, you know, introduce the global goals and also um, to help the girls build themselves, their self-esteem and, you know, um, just their physical uh, self also. So that's really nice. Um, so let's go back. Um, you said you started the Girls Play Global in 2019, and uh, you also mentioned that you have participated in two editions of the A New Reality Tech Summit for Girls. Uh, can you tell me some of your experiences uh, in the summit and how it inspired you to start your own organization? Of course. So both of these summits have played a huge role in my life and just helping inspire me in general because I was able to learn so much about how we can use technology as youth um, for problem solving and design thinking. Those were two of the main um, sort of takeaways that I had from both the summits. And I was able to learn so much from the people that presented at the summit, as well as just the girls um, that came to the summit because each of them had sort of their own story and different backgrounds. And it was so amazing to just connect with all of them. And that sort of helped propel my um, vision for bringing gender equality in this world. And um, that's sort of why I'm so passionate about empowering women and girls because we have so much potential and I feel like that really needs to be showcased um, to this world. And we have a tremendous platform, like a new reality for all of these empowered women to come together and share their ideas. And I feel like that has not only helped me, but so many other girls. And I feel like in future summits, we can help even more girls and empower and inspire them further. It is amazing that you mentioned design thinking, problem solving, using technology, because I think this is something that's really trendy, not only trendy, but also it's this is the, the now and the future. And I really also like um, that, you know, bringing women together and talented women and girls together for empowerment. I think this is also something that's really powerful and needed to be done. So I'm really happy that you got inspired um, by the A New Reality Tech Summit for Girls. Um, and uh, were you a speaker of this year's edition? Um, yes. So I was a speaker in the recent virtual summit that you guys conducted. And um uh, and honestly, I had such an amazing time um, seeing the other speakers as well. Um, all of them have worked on so many great projects and um, the people that attended the sessions as well. They had such amazing ideas and um, all of these girls that I was able to meet through this summit have continued to inspire me and I hope to meet so many more in future summits. Um, so how do you feel when you participate in summits, when you you know, when you see women 
who maybe are older than you, who have, you know, a lot of other projects. And you can see women younger than you or at the same age as you who are, you know, really excited and feel inspired and you're also inspired by them. How do you feel like just the whole experience? Um, Honestly, I feel like that's really amazing because as girls, especially at a young age, I feel like we can often get discouraged when we aren't given the same opportunities or think, or just in general when our ideas aren't really considered to be on the same level as others might be. But when we see how all of these other girls are and women are accomplishing these amazing things, we sort of have role models to look up to and they serve as... Um, as someone to just look up to it so that we know that we can accomplish the same things, if not greater things. And that sort of helps us build connections with these um, women and girls so that we can share our ideas and collaborate to help build even bigger projects. So honestly, I feel like this whole experience, just meeting so many new girls has been truly impactful on me and amazing. Sounds like you had a really um, exciting and uh, nourishing time with these uh, women and girls. So um, you talked about, you know, you met a lot of new people. Can you tell me one specific connection you made through the Annuality Tech Summit? Yeah, so the sort of main um, person that I've um, met is, of course, Aminka. She's been an incredible mentor to me, and she's helped me gain so many other opportunities. And um, aside from her, I've also met um, Anne Rosenberg, and she's also helped um, propel my vision with Girls Play Global and helped um, empower me and she served as an incredible mentor and inspiration to me as well. So those, both of those women were incredible inspirations. To me. I personally know Aminka, and I'm really happy to see that she also offered you a lot of inspiration. So I think, you know, just like everything in the world, um, starting your own initiative must be, you know, somehow challenging, because I think this is a new field that, you know, a lot of not only women and girls, but young people in general are not being introduced into, especially in the school system. Can you tell me what your experience just starting your own initiative? Yeah, so it definitely was a challenge because like you mentioned, of course, we aren't really taught these things in school, like how to address social issues by creating initiatives or projects. Um, But I feel like it's a learning process along the way. And it's sort of helps you understand the potential that you have within yourself and oftentimes you can really be surprised with how many how many sort of leadership qualities or your real personality sort of is shown when you are put up to the these challenges of having to create initiatives to solve issues and personally um, a major challenge that I face is I've been an introvert my whole life I'm one to shy away from public speaking. I have never really um, been one to go up on stage and talk about like social issues. And um, I'm usually someone who prefers like reading and writing over speaking. And but once I started this initiative, it really helped me realize how much um, potential I have within myself to talk about these issues and really create change. Um, Because I never would have thought about actually being like an international speaker, that's that's never something I could have imagined in my wildest dreams. But I feel like when put to the challenge and when you know that there's an issue that you have to speak up about and you don't have a choice, I feel like that really sort of lights a spark within many people and they've discovered amazing things about themselves um, that they weren't able to before. Sounds like you really 
had an interesting journey and you not only stepped out of your comfort zone, but also, you know, you kind of um, really achieved like beyond your wildest dreams. I think this is really amazing. And to be honest, you are also inspiration to me seeing that, you know, um, you can like start this initiative, um, like connecting it with global goals and really doing huge impacts on women and girls, especially girls in rural areas, is definitely serves me as an inspiration. So you talked about uh, leadership before. So do you consider yourself a leader? Uh, yes, I definitely consider myself a leader. And specifically, I consider myself a leader who I like to say walks the talk. Because I know a lot of solutions to um, issues that I've created and projects within my nonprofit are based on personal experiences and stuff that um, I've like undergone um, during my trip to India and like things that I've seen. Which is why I sort of understand the importance of not just like talking about making change and uplifting others, but also actively doing it. So I feel like that's an, such an important quality to have as a leader. Um, you have to be that role model and um, actually create change and do the things that you want, that you envision before um, telling other people uh, what to do. I feel like that's sort of one of the biggest things that I've learned as a leader. Mm-hmm. Share me more what is uh, the project you are now working on, maybe some updates on the uh, Girls Play Global um, initiative. Uh, what's new? Yeah, so currently we have had to stop our like soccer trainings and sessions that we've been doing in India, of course, because of COVID. So we've transitioned to a lot of online like empowerment um, sessions and just Um, creating like videos to raise awareness about gender discrimination in India and we recently actually created a video called East Meets West where it's sort of like an interview series with female athletes around the world sharing their experiences in their country and how they've had to overcome challenges as an athlete. Currently, uh, we're actually working on developing an education curriculum for girls in government schools in India so that we can sort of learn about issues outside of the standard subjects like math and science. So we are creating a curriculum for them to learn about social issues specific to their region. So some big issues that have come up recently are colorism within Indian these and Asian communities. So that's something we're working on incorporating into the curriculum, as well as other top priority issues like climate change and um, racial injustices. So we're sort of really creating a curriculum that addresses all these issues and tells them how they can take action for these issues. I love the cultural appropriation in this uh, these initiatives and curriculums because you were you were saying that you know they should focus on um, like regional and local specific topics like like really to local because I think a lot oftentimes um, especially when we are operating uh, internationally sometimes you just you you don't shift the cultural lens and I think it's really amazing that you take cultural aspect into your programs. Yeah, wonderful. So um, you just, you talk about COVID. How have COVID-19 impacted your life and, you know, maybe uh, the life of your community? 
Yeah, so personally, I'm very grateful and privileged to have a safe um, space to social distance and just have um, the resources that I need to get through COVID-19 um, and this quarantine. Um, but unfortunately, for the girls that are part of our program in India, they don't have they don't always have the same resources that we do. So for example, in a lot of rural communities in India, um, there aren't really facilities to social distance. A lot of times communities and families live very, very close to each other in neighborhoods that don't have access to high quality resources or even electricity and internet, strong internet connection. So they aren't able to receive like proper news or aid, stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, in terms of our soccer programs, um, of course, we've had to stop um, training and stuff, but uh, we've been giving them like daily, like online training so that they can do it at home and continue to stay fit and motivated. Um, so that's primarily what we've been focusing on. You know, technology and internet can really change the world. And I'm really glad to hear that um, the organizations continue operating and supporting, empowering these girls, even uh, in this difficult COVID-19 situation. Well, it has been really amazing talking to you, uh, Janani. I just want to ask you a final question. Is there anything else you would like to share uh, with people who are listening to, to the podcast and you know, even broader audience, the people in the world? What do you want to share with them? Yeah, so um, I would definitely say that I feel like personally, this is a very critical decade for all of us, especially now that we've seen the tremendous amount of social justice issues that have arisen. And I'm personally someone, like I mentioned before, that actively works for change. And I feel like as a community now, uh, more than ever, it's important that we all come together and we can't really wait for others to create change and make change for us. I feel like we need to be actively doing um, things to improve our communities and improve the lives of others as well. So um, like I mentioned before, now I feel like is the best time to take action on um, important and critical issues that don't just affect you, but others as well. And it's important that we are constantly learning about these issues and keeping our minds open and that we're educating ourselves as well. That's a very amazing ending note. Thank you very much, Danny, for your time. Um, everybody support Girls Play Global and you know, uh, just see upcoming work of Janani and her amazing organization. I want to thank you again for your time and keep going. You rock, girl. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Janani Shivakumar, the founder of Girls Play Global. If you like us, give us a rating. You can also find more about this podcast on our Instagram page, The Forest Girls Foundation. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon.